How's your Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. doing? Welcome to Eyewitness News Mornings at 10. And this is our live look outside. If you haven't cracked the window shades yet, we've gotten some clouds in the way. Mm. Temperatures aren't as brutally cold, I don't think, as they were yesterday morning. I mean, I don't know. It's a How lot more tolerable, yeah. I think. It is tolerable. I say tolerable. Cloudy and no sun, sometimes that plays a trick with you, but though no wind could help. Right. I, I'm, yeah. We're going to talk temperatures. Okay. We're going to talk some moisture moving in that will be snow if you want to go to Vermont and New Hampshire to get it. Um, and oh. a little bit, in, well, within reach. And then we're going to warm up next week. So I got a lot to talk about. Looking forward to that. Also, the top stories as we bring you always here at 10 o'clock. And it's an important story involving social media. One year after a teenager died subway surfing, his family now looking to hold somebody accountable. So seven on your side investigator Kristen Thorne will join us live to talk about this lawsuit. Looking forward to that. Um, also, did you see this? A flight forced to make an emergency landing after part of the wing tore off. And what? that is just one of the recent problems in the sky. Oof. Uh, no. No, yeah, no thank thanks. You. No, thank you. And how much a year do you pay? I'm just still looking at that plane wing. How much a year do you pay for streaming services? And have you ever really added it up? Because today's a good day to do that. Apparently, on average, we're all paying more. Eyewitness News anchor Pedro Rivera is going to join us for uh, a little bit more as, a, as we dive into that. We also have a few other stories he's bringing to the conversation today, to the table. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the outsideness of it all today. Let's do that. These clouds, it's undeniable. But how's it impacting? I feel like we had day? a flirt with February. I feel like we oh. got the chill. Okay. We we had the snow, mm -hmm. and I th I think that February was like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I, that's how I feel that we had. So let's see how this this works out. We've got a little sun mixing with clouds during the day today. Um, although it is cloudier as we get into Thursday, there's some rain Thursday night through Friday. That is the snow within reach. So northeastern corners of Pennsylvania. Parts of the Poconos and Catskills on into the Green and White Mountains, that becomes measurable snow. And then we get some cold air behind this for the weekend, but by the time we get to next week, we're talking 50 degrees and we're talking near it for several days. So 36 degrees is where we are right now. We're 37 in Ozone Park, 36 Staten Island. How are you doing? We're 26 degrees, northwestern parts of New Jersey, 31 in Poughkeepsie. And there's a little bit of cloudiness back there, particularly in northern western areas. Southern areas like the Jersey Shore are doing a little bit better finding some sunshine. But as we go through the afternoon, we're going to mix clouds in in just about all directions, and we're not really going past the low 40s. There may be some of us that get to 41, 44 degrees, but most of us will stay right around that 40, 40 uh, degree mark. A little bit of cloud, a little bit of sunshine. We'll talk about timing the rain and the warmth when we come back. Okay. Good deal. All right, top stories now. A firefighter hurt battling a fire at a home that was under renovation in Forest Hills, Queens. The call came in around 2.30 this morning, but when firefighters arrived in the area, they couldn't find the fire at first because of all the yeah, smoke. Can you imagine trying to tread through that? It took them about two <clears throat> hours to get this under control. A live report from the scene ahead of 10.30. A shooting at a Brooklyn smoke shop left one person hurt. Officers say the shooting happened just after 11.30 last night on New Lots Avenue. This is in East New York. Cops say a 21-year-old man was grazed in the ear and taken to Brookdale Hospital in stable condition. The shooter got away, by the way. No word on a motive. The man wanted for murdering a woman in a Soho hotel is under arrest, and authorities say he is connected to attacks in other states, three mm. other states to be exact, according to police, Rod Almansori. 
was seen leaving the Soho 54 Hotel earlier this month. He was seen wearing the leggings of the woman he allegedly bludgeoned to death. Police caught up with him in Arizona, where he is accused of attacking two other women. It is a busy day across the court systems in the tri-state. Closing arguments get underway in the death and disappearance of Jennifer Dulos, the Connecticut mom who has not been seen since 2019. Here in New York, the Jam Master Jay murder case could go to the jury today. Also happening in New York, sentencing scheduled for Jessica Bouvet. She's the hit and run driver who admitted to being drunk and high when she killed an NYPD detective on the LIE back in 2021. Eyewitness News reporter Phil Tate live outside Queens Criminal Court where police officers are expected to come out there today to support their fallen officer. He's in Kew Gardens, Queens this morning. So Phil, what do we know about this proceeding? Yeah, well, outside the courthouse, a strong show of support from the NYPD as over a dozen NYPD officers, including those from Highway Patrol. That was who the late detective formerly served with before his death. Well, all eyes are on that courtroom as Jessica Bovey is expected to go before a judge. She will learn her fate as the judge will hand down that ruling for the part that she played in that 2021 fatal hit and run. Now, prosecutors had said that Jessica had admitted to both drinking and smoking as she got behind the wheel of that car on that fateful day. Well, the 35 year old woman was found guilty on all counts late last year, including aggravated manslaughter and other offenses in the death of the 43 year old who was on the job directing traffic after a separate crash on the Long Island Expressway. Well, that's when the Hempstead woman sped through the traffic cones. The veteran officer was thrown in the air some 170 feet away. Bovea kept driving and was later chased down. Well, investigators say she was impaired with a blood alcohol content level well above the legal limit. And moments ago, I spoke with the president of the Detective Endowment Association who awaits the judge's ruling. We're hoping for the maximum penalty against this individual that took the life of our detective. You know, uh, the family uh, wounds are very fresh and they're still open and there's a tremendous amount of pain that they feel. And this family deserves some comfort, some closure in that this individual gets the maximum sentence. Young drivers need to look at the consequences uh, when something like this happens. It happens in a split second. And Bouvet faces up to 27 years behind bars. Following this sentencing, we expect to hear from the PBA along with the other unions. That's the very latest outside of Queens Criminal Court. I'm Phil Tate, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. All right, Phil, we'll be watching that unfold throughout the day. Thank you. Now to an Eyewitness News exclusive. A victim is thanking police for arresting a man targeting senior citizens in robberies. Police say Elijah Gay robbed and attacked at least five people on the subway in Manhattan. He was caught last week by a couple of NYPD officers who say that they saw him jumping a turnstile. Ellie Collins said that she was one of the victims. She wrote a letter to the officers who made the arrest, thanking them for their work. The suspect was charged with robbery and grand larceny. He's being held on $10,000 bail. And more questions this morning about whether three armed men, those thieves caught on camera robbing the Gucci store in the meatpacking yeah, district. Right? Well, now are they part of a larger group targeting these types of stores? The NYPD put out this video, which showed you the thieves grabbing $51,000 mm -hmm. worth of merchandise from that meatpacking Gucci store. And then they had the accomplice waiting outside the store with what appeared to be a gun in her hand. Oof. All of this from police officers. Here's more of the video from outside. Police say they got away and then left through the Lincoln Tunnel on the way to New Jersey. The Biden administration is providing student loan relief to more borrowers. Today, the administration will begin automatically relieving student debt for 153,000 people who are enrolled in the newest loan payment plan called 
SAVE plan. Anyone enrolled in the plan who borrowed less than $12,000 in initial loans and has been paying them down for more than a decade will have those loans forgiven. President Biden plans to talk about the debt forgiveness later today. Mm, if you're facing student loans, anything you can get, any little bit of help will be a yes. big help. All right, now let's talk about something that we all think about and probably several times a day. We're talking about safety on the subways and Mayor Adams says it's top of mind for him as well. And just announced some major changes to hopefully kind of start addressing this problem. Mm -hmm. We have an immediate response where our offices are going to 12 hour tours. We want more visibility, more movement. We want uh, officers walking through the trains, um, being at the platforms, being near the token booths, and identify where the crime is actually taking place. And we're seeing a, a substantial amount of that crime taking place on our subways. The money that we had for the subway safety plan sunsetted. Uh, now we're going to try to get additional money for that, but we also shift in the tours of offices. They move to 12-hour tours. We get a greater level of visibility, and we're finding that the offices uh, rather have more days off where they're able to do a longer tour while they are in. So it's good for morale, good for actions, good for uh, the movement of the offices. All right, so just to be clear what the mayor was saying there. Yeah. So it, the officers will be working these 12 hour shifts in the subway. The city also looking for more money to staff more officers from the MTA in the state. Meanwhile, the MTA is making a change of its own to try to make the subway stations even safer. Have you been noticing anything different during your commute? Well, if you have, they are also upgrading to brighter LED lighting yeah. in every single subway station. And this is video um, from the unveiling in the Lafayette Avenue station. The project will be complete by the middle of 2026 and MTA officials estimate that the lights will make it easier to see what's captured on security cameras. No that is big and yeah. save nearly <clears throat> $6 million in energy costs, by the way every year with those LED lights. Yeah. Mood lighting is good, but not in the subway. Like, no. I mean, I we need, not, I want to see everything around we don't me. Need I want to see it bright. Dark, yeah. dank crevices yeah. and right. corners. No, and a, a team of 150 no, people, MTA heroes this week for their work in trying to upgrade that it's lighting true. system. So congrats yeah. to them. Still to come here, we got to talk about this two alarm fire that broke out at Forest Hills, Queens. The early morning fire covered the neighborhood in smoke, so that made it tough for firefighters to figure out which house was on fire? We'll have the details still ahead. Can't imagine that difficulty. Uh, plus, a new report detailing the effects that switching to zero emission vehicles and clean energy could have on kids with asthma. Also, New Yorkers love to place bets. We're talking about a lot of bets. We'll have the details on the new betting numbers, Sam. I bet you we're very close to some <laughs> snow this weekend, Mike. Uh, so close. I like so that. So close, but we'll show you where it goes <laughs> when we come back in just a minute. Welcome back to Mornings at 10. Joined now by investigative reporter Kristen Thorne. And here with an important story, and any parent needs to hear this, anybody around children, and it cares Absolutely. about children right now, because there's an effort to try to hold social media companies accountable for the harms people believe they have been causing to young people. And quite a few of these lawsuits have been filed by families here in our area. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and a very, very concerning trend, especially in our area. One of them is a Manhattan mother suing the companies after her son died subway surfing and Kristen you, you spoke chance, yeah. to mm -hmm. this mother and I can only imagine 
the grief that she's dealing with, mm -hmm. but now she's also trying to hold someone accountable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're going to see some of that in this this piece here. We went into Zachary's room. Zachary Nazario was 15 years old when he died a year ago. His mother says TikTok and Instagram kept feeding her son these subway surfing challenge videos. Oh. She's also suing the MTA for not doing more, she says, to prevent teens like her son from getting on top of the trains. This is Zachary's room. It's the place Norma Nazario often finds herself in, her son Zachary's room, his old hats, baseball jerseys, and now his ashes. You find peace having his ashes here yeah, with you? Yeah, yeah. Every time I look at this picture, it's like I cannot believe he's gone. Nazario, though, is turning her grief into purpose. She says she's holding accountable the people who she believes played a role in her son's death. TikTok, Meta, and the MTA. I'm not gonna stop. One year ago, 15-year-old Zachary Nazario died subway surfing on a Brooklyn-bound J train over the Williamsburg Bridge. A low beam struck him in the head. He went, fell over, went under the train, train running over. After his death, Norma Nazario says she found on Zachary's social media accounts tons of videos of subway surfing. That's why she's filing a wrongful death lawsuit against TikTok and Meta. Her lawyer, Matthew Bergman, the founding attorney of the Social Media Victims Law Center, says the social media companies have a shared role in Zachary's death. Zachary has a responsibility too. We're not, no one is saying that, that there was not shared fault here. But Zachary was uh, addicted to social media by design uh, and affirmatively directed to challenge videos encouraging subway surfing. The MTA is also named in the suit for not locking the subway doors, which allowed Zachary to get on top of the train. The lawsuit says the MTA knew that kids were attempting to climb atop moving subways, but did little to lock doors or restrict access. Social media and MTA they failed my son. The MTA told us in a statement, we've said it over and over, do not climb on top of trains because that won't end well. And we implore parents to tell their children and friends to war warn friends, mm -hmm. avoid tragedy by riding inside. Of course, we also did reach out to TikTok and Meta. We did not hear back from them. So we Ooh. see increasingly, I think, the troubles and the concerns based on this. But what do social media companies say they're doing to help any of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know they're under a lot of pressure right now from leaders in Washington to handle this. And one of the things that they have done, there are protocols and procedures that parents can put in place. I think it's really important for parents to know that. For example, on Instagram, there's an age verification that they're trying to get done. So kids have to upload a video selfie to try to see how old they are. Also, they're trying to nudge teens. If teens are looking at one topic for too long, the platform will nudge them and say, it's time for you to go look at something else, mm -hmm. right? Parents also, you can set your parental settings. As a parent, I know how frustrating this mm -hmm. is, but you yes. can go in and you can do screen time. You can can track, you can see what your kids are looking at. And if worse comes to worse, go into their phone. Yeah. Go into their phone, go into their account, get their passwords, look at what they're doing. This does require parents to be very active in the process until this is figured out, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's also about getting on board with the other parents that are in the group because my son is 10 we talked and about he's that, friends yeah. with another family that yep. 
they are doing their own rules and they're allowing their kids to be on YouTube mm -hmm. and seeing a variety of different things. And our son will ask us, well, what about this? What about this? And, you know, th this is a situation where we do have protocols in place in our house, but it's that whole it takes a village. Mm -hmm. I, I so do. It's a, these conversations are so important, I think, to talk about your whole and network. And it's a conversation that's happening in communities throughout our area. It's an exact conversation that I've had just about getting your village mm -hmm. on the same page. My, our kids right. are still really young. I know you probably have kids that are like, Teenagers getting there to mm -hmm. that point where they are on mm -hmm. social media. Right? I don't allow them social media. Yeah. Period. Mm -hmm. It's not allowed in my house. These are good conversations to have so that parents at home can hear mm -hmm. the way other parents are handling it yeah. and getting that conversation together yeah. with your kids' groups, making the decision, and it's perfectly okay. And, and that's that it. It's not happening in my home. It is not happening right? in my home. And, and it's I, because of what I've seen. It's yeah. because of what I see. And and they understand it. I have these conversations with them. I talk to them about what happened to Zachary Nazario so that they understand I'm not trying to be mean. I am actually trying to protect you. And I don't think that these platforms are a good thing for you to have. Now, other parents may function differently. This is how it works in well, my house. And sometimes yeah. it starts with the parents, and I know we have to move on, but it, yeah. you know, parents are just as addicted half the time as kids, and it's they're true. impacted by this Very stuff. True. So. Hey, sometimes they tell me, put down Very your phone. True. You're at the dinner table. Guilty right. as charged. So there you go. <laughs> and, and this is the same, by the way, generation to generation, because I can hear Sylvia Jean Murphy Champion saying to me, but Johnny doesn't live in my house. You live in my house. These are our rules. <laughs> yep. So sometimes, Amen. yeah, sometimes the parent yeah. conversation is the same. Coming us at the desk, Pedro Rivera. Hey, Pedro. Pedro. Too formal. I was yes. going to say, you know, this is, can be a no-tie zone yeah. at, at 10 a.m. No you know, I see you in the sweater, Mike. You guys look good. Let me, let me try to figure this what out. There we go. All right. Now it's, we're ready. When it's 10 a.m., yeah. right. close start. We'll, we'll slow it down now. But the streaming stories got me yeah. because yeah. I, yeah. I am actually talking to my friends about this. Mm -hmm. it, we are paying so much, and yeah. we're not thinking about it. Too much money. In my opinion, too much money. Wait till you find out how much we're spending, okay? So we know all of you out there, just like Sam, you're spending money on streaming services. But how much do you think we pay? Well, you got to double down because they're like all like nine to seventeen dollars a month. Too right? much money. Too yeah. much. Well, a new survey by Bango it says the average consumer is spending about nine hundred and twenty-four dollars no a year way. for their streaming services. Okay. That's coming to about seventy-seven dollars a month. Wow. If you break it down, wow, still a lot of money. No, that's too much. It's too much. The increase comes as subscription services they try to turn a profit by increasing prices and offering ad-based tiers for their services. So let's take a look at a few interesting streaming stats here. According to the recent survey, 25% of subscribers are paying over. $100 a month. 5% say they're paying over $200 a month. Hmm. I don't know who you are, but give me your code. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, 57% of subscribers also say that they've canceled their services due to the recent increases. Yeah. All right. Oh. And what about those uh, new options that were introduced? Well, most of us, they say uh, they're trying to make more money, of course, is sure. why they're doing it. So 35% of consumers, they say they've ended up paying more to avoid those new ad tiers. Just watch the ads. Just watch I mean, How ads. much does it take? It's yeah. about one minute. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Right, right. And what about those who were left without a service once a recent crackdown happened with the password sharing? Right. Netflix oh, did yes. that not too yes. long ago. Well, 35% said they ended up paying for a service once their free one was blocked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People forget about it, too. You watch a show, you sign up for one, and yeah. then you forget that you're still subscribed to whatever I'm like, service. do I just go yeah. back to cable? Seriously. I think you keep Disney Plus and get right. rid of the rest of Oh, Mike. Okay, look. Wow. But I do appreciate Company a bundle. Disney, right. Company guy here. I do yeah. appreciate a bundle. And and I think yeah. that a lot of these, you know, 
know, are kind of giving together. If you buy this, you, then you can get yep. that yeah. and this and this. I mean, it's all said and done, ABC 7NY is also free. <laughs> See? It's a great app. See, Pedro? Broadcast great TV, app. baby. Great app. Very good. See, that See that's good. I like it. Charlene, you were in Vegas. Yes, yes. How'd you do? Did you make out well? Betting, did you throw some what money What happens down? in Vegas? Stays. Oh. Stays in Vegas. Oh. Yes. Okay. Well, she's in know Vegas, that. right? Maybe putting some, maybe not putting money down. But anyway, the Apple, when it comes to sports betting here in the Big Apple, yeah. we love it, okay? Oh, so even Amer more so than Vegas? More so. It's not even I don't close. doubt it. I don't doubt it. This is going to surprise you. The, Amer the American Gaming Association, they release a new report showing that sports betting revenue in New York hit a whopping $1.7 billion last year. Billion with a B. Yeah, B. that's a 24% increase from the last year. And another tri-state area, uh, tri-state state that came yeah. in second. Do you know which one it is? Um, I'm going to go with Jersey. Got to go Jersey. That's a good guess. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to go Jersey. The easy it's answer. Is it? It is. It is. The land of the Atlantic City, the Garden State. Well, their revenue is just over a billion dollars. And you could take a look at the top five here. You have Illinois. Oh. Uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania. Uh, for some reason in Pennsylvania, they kept betting on the birds. Oh, don't. Losing a whole oh. lot of money. Oh. The Eagles kept, you know. Even I, even I know that's hard. Uh, so I'm a diehard Eagles fan, but I can admit it was a terrible, <laughs> it was a terrible season. Don't put money on the birds. Just my advice there. My advice. All right. I mean... Now two right. guys can talk sports on the set. Wow, look at that. We well, I know you're all, big. I, I heard no, you talk about the I fresh listen. The fresh pow pow. You yeah, oh, yeah. No, about that. Yeah, I was the pow. Yeah, you yeah. do it all. That's you a, shred the gnar. The <laughs> Shredding the gnar, this guy right here. Now to a story that is sure to put a smile on your face. You're already smiling. I'm already smiling. It's the Metro North conductor who has become iconic on the PA system. I love this story, Sam. This is amazing. All right, he's all about the rhymes and our Crystal Cranmore has got a chance to find out why and to introduce you to him. 125th Street, without further ado, opening now on track number two. Engine, engine number nine on Metro North's Hudson Line. You can do it by hours, you can do it by days, and you can pay through the app in multiple ways. Meet Paul Passante on the ones and twos, giving commuters a little more joy they can use. He lifts your spirit. He, he makes the moment light. Nicknamed P.A. Paul, the Queen's native has a witty rhyme for each stop, rain or shine. Never penned a single one. Sometimes I'll just think about it simply on my train ride into work. The rhymes began with an attempt to pump the brakes on a nuisance problem. It started since 2019. It was a simple, simple rhyme about the feet on the seat and I turned it into keep the feet off the seat. His rhymes picked up momentum during the pandemic. It would go, ladies and gentlemen, when you ride aboard our train, there's one thing that we ask, everyone aboard must wear a mask. Passante will tell you he's always had a way with words. When I was in school, it was something I was good at. You know, writing rhymes, writing poems. His show, as he calls it, has picked up steam, gaining him quite the popularity. Please, ladies and gentlemen, no way for the crew to ask. To have your e-tickets pre-purchased and ready, that's an easy task. It instantly brought a smile to my face. It was great, and seeing him say, oh, see you tomorrow to everyone, he clearly is a super friendly person. P.A. Paul says he has no plans to switch gears into a rap career. I am trained man Paul for life. Well, until I retire anyways. Until then, he strives for a smile and a lasting impression. If I could do that for anybody and everybody on my trains, you know what? Consider that a job well done. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, at the next and final stop, the journey is done. Best terminal in the nation, second to none. It's Grand Central Terminal. You can get a front row seat to Passante's show on the Hudson Line Monday through Friday from about 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. In Grand Central Terminal, Crystal Cranmore, Channel 7 Eyewitness News.
<laughs> Paul's great. Bravo. Sure. I love you. That was awesome. And by the way, shout out to Crystal Cranmore. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She she kicked it off with engine, engine number, number nine. nine. Right? I was like, what? Do you ever wonder, great though? Great story. Do you ever wonder people like that, like Paul, if, you know, you go one different direction and he could be like an uber famous rapper, I mean, you know? Yeah. It's like, it, and the fact that he loves being a train conductor But you've got bars, great. too. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you're not way. leaving us, no, right? Have, you know what? We have to go down. People Look at this. Have, have anything you'd like to? a multitude of It talents. says weather. Oh, I don't know. It says we have to get to weather, actually. I don't know. I don't know. We all know Mike's skills, and, 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 they're, and they're really actually pretty good.